Welcome to Evolving with Corey Castle, episode number 46. I'm hanging out here with John Dahmer, who is, uh, who is a pro wrestler and the pro wrestler that ushered me into the pro wrestling business of pro oh, wrestling. Nice. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I, uh, we, 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 we kind of started out a conversation. We were, we were going somewhere, but it has to get interrupted by an introduction. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like. Sort of the theme of where I want to go with it is sort of like teaching lessons. And, of course, you were my teacher. You taught me lessons. So here it is. Like, um, And even like when you did the, the wrestling podcast last time, when it kind of broke down at the end. And you're like, yeah, I make fun of you a lot. But, you know, you know, I, I care about you. And I was like, oh, that was really nice. that you I do. <laughs> so uh, um, other stuff that kind of went through my head. And, and they're like... You know, uh, just your backstory. I know, like, you're not even from this area. Like, I'm you're not now. Like, and that that always fascinated me back then. But I was like too scared of you to talk to you about it back then. Um, where you're from, Detroit? Well, I'm actually uh, born in Lucas County, Ohio. Oh, so we lived in Detroit. We lived in Toledo. We lived in Maumee, Marietta, Georgia. <laughs> Back to Maumee, back to Toledo, then to wonderful Philadelphia, then to New Jersey. Why so many moves? Uh, it was, a lot of it had to do with, with uh, when I was growing up, my parents, um, my family had a pizza franchise. So they were the, the first or second Little Caesars franchisee. So <clears throat> my dad's actually originally from Detroit. And that's where my grandparents and everything were from. And, you know, we're real tied to that area up there. So it, we were. I mean, my grandparents more so than, than my dad, just because business, you know, uh, Little Caesars was based in Detroit. My grandfather and my grandmother were neighbors with Mike and Mary Millage, who were the founders of uh, Little Caesars Pizza, and they were the owners of the Detroit Red Wings. So it's... So, so was the Little Caesar guy a real guy? The guy who says pizza, pizza? And like <laughs> I played Little Caesar many times. <laughs> Did you? Oh, God. Some of my worst memories of the St. Francis Fair, having to walk around in the 90-degree <laughs> heat and the awful costume. <laughs> the, the people say, Santa, Santa catchphrase! Weirdly, there were all sorts of rules you weren't allowed to talk. Yeah? Yeah, you couldn't talk as Little Caesar. I'm like, I can't cook pizza, pizza. Because I could say it. But now, you know, they don't get the smack in the head. Like, stop being stupid. Just walk around. Well, you think they'd encourage you to say pizza, pizza if you're the if you are Little Caesar and you're walking around? Yeah, so, I. You would think. I mean, well, like I they don't want costume. they don't want Caesar saying have a salad. No, a Caesar I, salad. I was in. Uh, I got to be in a Ringing Brothers Barnabelli uh, train going yeah. around the Toledo Sport Train on a little train. On a, uh, it was me and the Pink Panther. But I was dressed as Little Caesar, not myself. We were waving. Did you have a Did you have a, a stick with pizzas on? Oh, there was a spear. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it like weighed ten thousand pounds. That whole <laughs> the whole costume was uncomfortable. And the only reason my brother would have done it, but my brother had a weird growth spurt. Yeah, and he was too tall for the costume. So when he put the costume on, there was a gap between the head and the neck. <laughs> so I was a little shorter than him at the time. Hence, I got in there. Yeah, was, yeah, I hated it. Hated it. I fell on the ice, skating on the ice at the Toledo Gold Diggers game one time, wearing the costume, and the head fell off the costume and spun down the ice. Little Caesars was big in my life when I was a kid. Like uh, Fridays was 
Fridays was dinner, dinner, or whatever. They had some pizza, pizza. No, they had like a, they had like a, a deal, like deal, deal, some sort of. Oh God! Yeah, uh, party, it, party, some something like that. As I've gotten older, because when I moved to, I moved to the Philadelphia area in '88, mm-hmm. and my parents split. My parents split in '86, '87. Um, it was '86 because '87 my father took us to WrestleMania three. And that was, they had already been divorced at that point. That was like already in the vein of going to my dad's on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And that was just like, he, you know, if there was wrestling, he, he was always looking for something to do with us. So he would take your us dad, to wrestling. Your dad, dad owned the Little Caesars. Yeah. Yeah. My mom didn't. My mom, my mom, when they split, my mom went and started working for Conrail, which is now Norfolk Southern, mm-hmm. the railroad. And my dad obviously stayed with the pizza franchise. Because um, he was working with my grandparents, mm-hmm. but yeah, like we would always get really good seats for for uh, Red Wings games, wrestling shows at the Joe Louis Arena. Because you know my grandparents are friends with the Illiches, and they own Joe Louis and they well, own the Red yeah. Wings. So you know, you yeah, get yeah, really yeah, good seats, great seats. Yeah, did you did you guys get the the, the executive box, or did those not exist? No, no, no. We always, I mean, sat ringside. And- yeah, we we like to sit on the floor. I remember. Like, we always sat in the lower bowl. My, my grandparents were season ticket holders for the Red Wings. Mm-hmm. And they would sit in the lower bowl at Joe Louis Arena, which was, like, perfect eye height. Mm-hmm. Oh, one sec. My pocket is fuzzy. Did you did you identify with uh, with uh, the movie Liar, Liar? And said, Dad's taking me to wrestling! <laughs> no, it wasn't even a thing when I was a kid. That, that movie came out, I think, when I was already wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> But I remember one story. My dad got us, well, my grandma had got us ringside seats for Hogan Kamala. And I was a huge Kamala fan. Huge. I thought he was going to win the title. Like, mm-hmm. I watched him. Uh, that feels like, uh, remember in Dirty Work when when uh, when, when uh, Chevy Chase was like, oh, you can't blame this guy, can't blame Mr. T. And he's like, Mr. T, wait, did you bet against Rocky in Rocky Three? <laughs> yeah, well, you can't blame Kamala. <laughs> I cut me some slack, man. I was like in second or third grade. But we we went to see Kamala Hogan for the title at the Joe Louis Arena, and I just thought, like, damn, Kamala's gonna beat Hogan. You know, I always thought Hogan was gonna lose for some reason. I I cheered on Paul Orndorff from the cage. I didn't cheer for Bundy. I didn't care for him. But Kamala was like my guy because I had liked him down in world class and down in Memphis, which we got their TV living in Ohio. We got the syndicated world class and then we got uh, we got the Memphis show off the Louisville channel because Buckeye Cable carried it. Mm-hmm. So like I knew Kamala pretty well. He was like one of my favorites. I just thought he was scary. I thought he was cool. And my grandma got us uh, third row ringside seats. Wow. I was so excited. And they were left at the will call office. Nobody probably knows what will call is anymore. But back in the day, if you reserve tickets, you'd call and, and pay over the phone or commit to pay or, or you'd mail in or some nonsense. And you'd have to go to the will call window, which was where your tickets that were on hold were. So we go we walk up to the, the will call window at Joe Louis Arena with my dad. And it's me and my friend Chad and my brother. We're all very excited. My dad is, you know. Tickets, and he says, "What's the name?" Yeah, my dad goes, "Ron." No, not under there. Ron B. Not under there. Bradshaw. Not under there. Couldn't find these tickets. Mm-hmm. They didn't exist. We we're standing there for a half hour. Now we can hear the bell ringing. The first match is starting. Mm-hmm. We're missing the show. So, 
we end up buying scalp tickets sitting at the top of the Joe obstructed view for this show. And I was so disappointed. My dad was mad. We watched the show. We ended up having a good time. Obviously, you know, was, we were just at the wrestling. We were disappointed. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I could almost see the seats that I thought were supposed to be ours empty. There's, there's empty seats that are ours. Right. But they don't exist. That Monday, or Sunday, my dad calls my grandmother. What happened? They did You know, you got to call Miriam. She didn't reserve the tickets. You know, and my grandmom's saying, oh, it's, it's got to be one of Mike's kids. I did it through the kid. Blah, blah, blah. So Monday rolls around. The tickets were under Beverly, under my grandmother's first name. <laughs> and they were there the whole time. Uh-huh. So we double paid for tickets. Yeah, how much did you pay for the scalp tickets? Like, I, mean, I don't remember. Was it a uh, big big number? Uh, it might have been. I remember, like, I didn't get a poster or anything that night. So. <laughs> <laughs> no merch? Not a lot. No, no merch. Not a lot of concessions. No merch for Johnny. Like... You know, I mean, thank God my dad did that. You know, yeah, we, yeah. we thought we were just going home. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I was ready to cry. Save, save the evening, yeah. And then come all the lost. So, so then you were getting ready to cry again. Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 all right, though. They set up the big return match. Yeah. They, they gave him his heat back for the, to draw the house next. <laughs> yeah. It was on before intermission, too, weirdly. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't realize. Yeah. Now I know. No, you, yeah. you do that to get, you know, to announce the return match at intermission. Mm-hmm. Before you go back, but yeah, I was you know that's one of my memories from the Detroit area. <laughs> my my hockey team sucking until I moved away, and then they win you know four cups. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you were such a hockey fan. Like I didn't uh, know that until recently. Yeah, I played. Well, see, a lot of my other interests went on hold mm-hmm. for wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, I was as a kid. I I even watched football, but mainly hockey, and I played hockey and. You know, I wanted to play hockey professionally. Yeah. But I just didn't move. And once you move away from that area, and yeah, I moved down here, and there wasn't, hockey wasn't big down here. And like, um, when you, when you live, when you live there, mm-hmm. you know, it's cold a lot, you know, it's, it's cold more than it's warm there. You go out, you play on the pond, and there's leagues all over. And then we moved to Jersey, and... There's street hockey, yeah, you know, which we call ball hockey. Um, you know, there's no real ice hockey leagues, and no one's really into it. Everyone's kind of into Phillies, or you know, I mean, I had friends that were into hockey when I first moved here, and friends that were into, like, you know, the Flyers and stuff. But even like, I had fallen out of hockey because I hated the Flyers before I moved here. Hated mm-hmm. them. You know, it was a team that we played two or three times a year, and you know, I wanted us to beat them, and and then I moved down here and. It's weird how kids have it somewhat easier today, mm-hmm. because even now, like, now I have the NHL network, you know, and the mm-hmm. app and all. Right. You and, couldn't have access to everything back then. Right. I could only watch what was on around here, so I I went from watching hockey every night during the season to watching it two times a year when the Wings played the Flyers and then the playoffs. And, you know, and I'd always been into wrestling, so then... You know, I just kind of focused everything on on the wrestling and stuff because a lot of what I liked wasn't here where I lived. Mm -hmm. And then I was able, you know, when you're wrestling and you're running a full-time schedule, you know, you're missing all the big games. Well, like, we, I mean, I kind of, I'll get back to this even in more so, but uh, the the sacrifices you make for wrestling are, are pretty pretty big like you miss so many weddings so many birthdays so many parties like anything like any 
anniversaries, funerals, all yeah. of that. We miss it for this like spotlight chasing. It's like you know, right? Uh, and I mean, it's it's even different for guys now because you know when I started, we're talking '96. You know, there were opportunities that don't exist anymore. Yeah, you know, just because there were more companies, like you know, you could make a living full time wrestling back then. I don't know if you really can now. Like, it, it's even the way guys start. Like, I trained with Iron Mike Sharp, and my weekend was spent Thursday or Friday night, depending on when I would hear about shows. You know, there was no internet. I mean, there wasn't internet. I didn't have it, and it wasn't like it is now. And I put my gear in the car, and I drive to a show where hopefully you knew someone. Yeah, a lot of times, like, there were guys like Don Don Bucci at the school, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, Ace Strong would come up, and you'd have guys like that who were already working pretty heavily, and they would say, hey, there's a show so-and-so, and you would just go and introduce yourself to the promoter, and, you know, say, I have my bag, blah, 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 like, I'm here if you need me, Mm -hmm. and then you'd wait nine out of ten times, you wouldn't get on. I feel like that's happened to me many times. I mean, I don't, I mean, but I also am in a generation that that's before this generation. Yeah. Yeah. You, you kind of fell like right in between. Right. Right. You know, yeah. now it's now guys go to a school, they wrestle for the company that's associated with that school mm-hmm. and they may never go anywhere else. And then if they do go somewhere else, it's like a group of them going, you know, that all train together, going and working at another place. It's friends they're doing with the, the same matches. Yeah. They're doing the same matches with the same guys who they did those matches with in the company that's associated with their school. Exactly. Like, it's, it, it, but it's like just, but I mean, it, it kind of is better for the in-ring ability than, I mean, as, as far as like, as far as like, uh, like them, them getting a buzz for their in-ring work and then being able to work. People that are on their level later on? I don't know. It's hard to say because there's not... I mean, name me a match on the indies that's a draw. What would you go out of your way to see? If I was a kid right now, you know, like I was back in the, in the 80s, 70s, and 80s, and I, I would probably be out of wrestling by 10 years old. Yeah. I wouldn't care. Well, like, you, the only thing you'd want to go see if you were a kid who's a wrestling fan is WWE, John Cena. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to see that because it's so repetitive. I mean, you could watch, I barely watch anything anymore. And every once in a while, somebody will send me something and say, you have to watch the greatest thing. This will make you love wrestling again. And I watch it and I go, and I just feel like, God, I hate you. Why did you do this to me? What what did I ever do to you to make me watch this? But like, (laughs) I I mean, when I was in, you know, like the jobber match, Mm -hmm. so essential. To wrestling. Yeah. And that's all but disappeared. Because Rick Rude would hit the Rude Awakening on a jobber, and it was over. Right. And then when he would work the big star, if he went for the Rude Awakening and he landed it, that match was over. Nine out of ten times, he didn't land it. You know? Yeah. He would go for it. It would get subverted. A finish was usually a roll-up. But you knew a finisher finished people. Mm-hmm. Now you watch guys like John Cena and them, you know... 15 AAs and before the match is over and then when it does end on one you're like oh why didn't he kick out of that yeah it was so easy to kick out of the last four right yeah it just doesn't make any sense and then like the the formula for their matches now on TV it's just so predictable I mean man if they throw somebody out of the ring you might as well get up and leave the room because it's going commercial Mm -hmm. yeah 
and nothing's going to happen during that commercial because they're going to, when they do eventually get back in the ring before they come back live, they're going to take a hold and wait for a guy in a headset <laughs> to tell them that they're live again to do anything. But I, I, I saw, like, on a Botchamania, um, they, they had a thing where, like, somebody did a move and they were like, are we on break? It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. commercial yeah, break. The only time I think I've ever been on Botchamania is with you. Yeah, yeah. Was us falling off the top rope? Well, that wasn't my only time on Botchamania, but uh, that was our first. Yeah, uh, maybe yours. That's, that's fine. And you know what? F them because I was more concerned about not dropping you on the floor. Well, well where there were no mats or the, the, the story. The story, uh, if you watch it, um, it, the move is like Donner was trying to set me up. Like he was up on the on the top rope. Well, he was standing on the middle rope, and he was pulling me from the from the canvas up onto his shoulder to kind of do a power bomb from the from the middle rope. He actually was going to do his finisher, which was like a power bomb into a pile driver yes. from the middle rope. But uh, we mistimed the jump. Oh, yeah, we did. Uh, and <laughs> as I was jumping. He wasn't ready. And then he was ready, and I wasn't ready. And he gripped up onto my stomach. So I did. I tried uh, to muscle you up. <laughs> as soon as he started pulling me up, he was pulling me up from my stomach. And as soon as I got onto his shoulder in a power bomb position... He had punched me in my stomach for a couple of seconds there, and I fucked it right in his face. Oust. <laughs> and then we both fell out of the ring. You kicked your legs. It was terrifying. I was, I was, yeah, I can't yeah, believe we walked out of that yeah, we, without dying. Well, that, I feel like that with most of the stuff I did back then. Like, when I look back, um, an untrained eye, somebody who doesn't even follow wrestling, like, if I'm watching something, like, I've, I've showed it to, I think I showed it to Ashley, some of the old, the old... Uh, CZW stuff that I did, and she's like, "It's a little bit." I'm like, yeah, but like, hold that up to, hold that up to what you see me do now. And, and she's like, "Yeah, well, I mean, like, you were learning, you were a kid." Like, yeah, no, I don't think like, any of your stuff looked bad back then. But it was just like moves for the sake of moves, kind of in the direction where the business is still going. Yeah. We were just enabling I, it. I always thought our tag stuff was good. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't the best, but I wasn't awful. No, but I mean, you know, I, I kept the sim- the formula simple. We did double teams, a little bit of heat, a little bit of comeback, a hot tag, and we took it out. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no... <laughs> we, we weren't doing all sorts of dives. Uh, more in my... Um, I don't remember how recently it was, but I recently watched... Maybe in the last four years I've watched the, the tag match that we had with Adam Flash and Ian Knox. Oh, I'm trying to... Even, I don't even remember that one. Um... So it was you. You were, I don't know why, but I think you wore like a green jumpsuit or something. Uh, oh, that's when I was hanging out with Joker and Sabian. For some reason, we were all dressed like trash men. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We thought that was cool for and, some reason. Um, I don't know. That's that team no respect thing. Maybe, maybe it was that. Maybe, maybe it was before that. But you, at, at one point, did some. You were trying to do some. Power bombing thing and something didn't work. Something didn't jive right in that. There was just like it wasn't like super messed up, but there was awkward moments in the match, and um, it had followed um, the week. The weekend before that was uh, Ian and and Adam Flash had wrestled Jude and Niles Young. Oh boy! And Jude did something that uh, that. Ian wasn't happy with. I can't so, imagine that happening. So, uh, 
they decided that they were going to take it out on me. And uh, they hit me with all their shit. And I know sold it all because <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't told, I was told to not sell anything. <laughs> like, oh, forget psychology, just do moves. That was like an actual, that was actually written on a, on a, on the sheet in the locker room. Moves. Yeah. For, don't don't worry about psychology. Just hit moves. That might have been one of those nights I was just disgusted. <laughs> I would see stupid things like that written, and I'd be like, God, this is not what I wanted to do. <laughs> but um, the uh, why was I getting? Uh, I wanted to get into um, like all that all that moving around as a kid, and like you you had many siblings. What, how many siblings did you have? I have a brother and a sister. Um, my sister always lived with us mm-hmm. until until I moved out, and she ended up moving away. But uh, my brother stayed in Ohio with my father, and I moved with me and my mother. I actually, it's so weird because I just went back to Toledo, uh, Ohio, for my grandfather's funeral about two weeks ago. And like as I'm driving out there, I'm just thinking, like, this is probably the last time I'm going to drive out here. Um. How old are you? 41. Uh, well, I'll be 42 this year. I was amazed to know that you still had a grandparent hanging around. and Yeah, he was 91. Like, I was I was a little bit concerned, but I don't want to be selfish. I was a little bit concerned that you weren't going to want to sit in here and do this with me, uh, thinking that that had just happened. No, I my, my grandfather, you know, like I said, I was driving out there and realizing that this is probably the last time I'm driving out to that area of the country. I mean, my father still lives out in that area, so, mm-hmm. but he often comes to see me. I just, I would always go back to see my grandparents, mm-hmm. and now, last year we lost my grandmother, and then this year we lost my grandfather, so, like, that whole house is empty now, mm-hmm. and, you know, he... I, he's one of those guys, like, they say you die of a broken heart, and he just did. Mm-hmm. There was nothing wrong with him, mm-hmm. other than he was 91 years old. Mm-hmm. But he just, he didn't even make it a year without my grandmother. Yeah. And, you know, I just, like, I don't know. I, I just don't think I'll ever really go back. I mean, I, I probably will, but it's going to take me a long time to go back out there. But I, I'm kind of, I settled up, but, like, I talk to my grandfather every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So, the hardest part of my week now is Tuesday comes around. I don't have someone to call. I call my aunt because she still lives out there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the time, she doesn't answer. <laughs> She's a very busy lady. Well, but, I mean, phone calls are kind of a thing of the past nowadays. You know, I mean, people don't do those as much. Well, I mean, that's what I have with Aaron. Whenever, you know, whenever anything would go on, I would talk to Aaron on the phone. We'd, we'd spend the whole night talking on the phone like we were, like, middle school girls. I mean, we just... Uh, you know, making each other aware of certain things and, you know, just realities of the world. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I was like, oh, I want to have a, a, a podcast where we sort of talk about that sort of stuff. Like talking on the phone in person? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Having the kind of conversations that you just have, like, long conversations with people about, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, could be cool stuff, could be weird stuff, but, you know, eventually you know that, like, I'm not saying anything that's going to make you go, man, I fucking hate that after being on the road for so long, and, you know, like you were saying, you, you miss everything. And, and, you know, again, guys guys today don't see it as much because they wrestle on Fridays and Saturdays. Fridays, maybe. 
you know, maybe mm-hmm. Saturday. Some guys don't even work like three times a month, mm-hmm. you know. But back when I started, you could do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You could do a Monday show. People ran on Wednesdays sometimes. And when you were trying to make it, you know, just trying to get seen, you would go out all the time. So, yeah, you miss a lot of stuff. And then, you know, then we got, uh, CCW got rolling and they were running a lot. I was getting bookings outside of there from being there. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, going to Japan and everything, you're gone there. And it, it gets to a certain point where like, you know, it's like, Wrestling's not very exciting for me anymore, mm-hmm. just because like just is so damn bad. Like that, it's so. It sounds stupid to say this business is phony, but it just looks so damn phony anymore. That it's just not. It's not what I grew up watching. It's not what I grew up liking. So now I'm very selective where I work. I'll work, you know, where I know like there's some young guys that I can help. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe steer in the right direction. Or a friend's doing a show, I'll do it for them. And now I just do it for fun. Mm-hmm. So I'll only do what I enjoy, which is it's kind of nice being choosy because, yeah, yeah, I get people I, I'm the same way. want me to do nonsense all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry, man, your series just sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm kind of very in, in a very similar way. Like, I, I go, like, no, um, I don't have to do this anymore. Like, for for a long time, it felt like the the inside of me needed this business. Uh, needed when I say this business, I mean the wrestling business, and it's not even a business because it's not like it's ever paid yeah. my bills. Uh, uh, well, it paid mine for a little bit. No, it's, it's never <laughs> paid. Nice. It's never paid my bills. It's like being in a cover band. Except but you want to get to pay your bills, kind of. Yeah, yeah, you of know? course. And, of and course. that's that's what I want. But you get to a certain age, you know. Uh, how many times, you know, like in the early or mid late nineties. You know, I was told no more than once by the big two companies, but I got to go there and try out, you know, mm-hmm. and I had to think in my head, well, I just have to do what they say. Oh, I have to work on my upper body. Well, I can do that. Get rid of these bitch tits to get myself some pecs. You know, I'll be back. Oh, I'll cut my hair. You remember? You know, did you know me? I had the long blonde yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, <laughs> I was told by, by a WWF at the time, agent. You should cut your hair. Everybody has long blonde hair. So the next week, I cut my hair. I haven't had long hair since. You know, and I still didn't get signed. Like, but in my mind, when they would tell you that, like that one criticism, right? You would think that well, that's all that's wrong with. But me. but not just that. Then you're going to hear it from somebody who heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody who heard it from somebody, right. and like, oh, you know, when this guy was there, he did this, and this is what this is what's wrong to do. This is what's right to do. When you don't, there's no, there's no. There's no set, like, every every answer has, every question has this answer. You know what I mean? Every, and, and, and I mean, they, they could have thought I was total garbage, and that was the one thing, like, they could just look at me and be like, oh, yeah, man, your hair is too long. That's all that's wrong with you. Just, you know, just so it didn't cause a discussion, just so I would go away. Mm-hmm. You know, who, who knows? Right. But, I mean, like. It's kind of casting for a movie, really. Right. Like, it's like, you're. you're yeah, we you're see you as the friend, not the star. <laughs> right. You're the friend and star. What? That doesn't even make sense. But, you know, be, being on the road and being away from things, uh, you know, I, I decided a couple years ago when I slowed everything down, I said, I'm not going to work. I, I'll take one booking a month just for fun. And you know what? I'm not having fun there. I'm not going to do it. Because mm-hmm. I didn't care at that point. Yeah, I, I wanted to, you know, spend time with my girlfriend. I, I bought a house. I, I want to spend time at my house. And then I said, I do not talk to my family enough. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I talked to my dad a lot. Mm-hmm. I always did. Through, you know, he would give me advice whether I'd follow it or not. Or, you know, that's, <laughs> that's one thing. Sometimes he would just tell you, you know, especially like on business stuff, you know, he'd, mm-hmm. he'd tell you, you know, and the man was in business a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he would tell you like, well, you know, you got to treat this wrestling like a business. I go, what the hell are you talking I am treating this wrestling like a business. Well, it doesn't sound like you're doing this. You know, uh, you were just telling me about your taxes and you could have written off this. And I'm like, wow, shut up. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, so, but I always talked to him. But then I realized, like, me and my mom had some rough patches through the years. It was a good long time where we didn't talk. And I'm like, I don't talk to my mom enough. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they're not going to be there forever. You know, it, it, I really started realizing when my dad's father died. And realized that I had no grandparents left on my dad's side of the family. So, from his funeral on, which was October of, oh, I want to say, oh, eight or oh, nine. From that point on, on Monday, I called my brother and my sister. On Tuesday, I called my grandfather and my grandmother at the time. On Wednesday, I called my father. On Thursday, I called my mother. Mm. Every week. And I've pretty much kept to that schedule. Now, the irony is I, I never talk to my brother. He never answers the phone. <laughs> you, I, you make the effort, though. Right? I, I do, it, and I get angry with him. Yeah. Because, like, I, I just saw him at my grandfather's funeral. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's telling me he, he's in real estate now. I, I thought he worked for Cisco Foods, but now mm-hmm. he's in real estate. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I said, well, you know, how's everything going? Oh, well, you know, it's been rough, blah, 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 grandpa. Grandpa died. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know we're at the funeral. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I really miss talking to you. And I'm like, why don't you answer the phone? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I'm busy. And they keep telling him, you know, and, and I, I, for some reason, my family doesn't take me seriously. And I've had a lot of concussions, a lot of injuries. I've done a lot of stupid things, you know, uh, we'll say with supplements and things like that. Like, I never did hard drugs, but mm-hmm. I did drugs to achieve, well, I did, I did, took medication to achieve success mm-hmm. in wrestling, you know, um, which, which wasn't good for my heart. Right, I, so you took, you, you put, you entered in a cheat code. Yeah. You entered in a cheat code uh, and, to get, unlock achievements, but then they stopped saving your progress. Right, exactly. Right. You know, and, and always from a doctor, mm-hmm. even, you know, like, you, 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 you chop, you'd find the right doctor and be like, hey man. My back hurts. I think I got something tore. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I can give you this. You know, mm-hmm. don't take too much of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if you take too much, you'll get big and look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Feel nice. Mm-hmm. But you know, and and you do this. So I've done, you know, I've done damage to my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've with concussions. I've done damage to my brain. I've. I don't walk right because my knees are bad and they needed the surgery at one point and I sloughed it off. Your I, hands are messed up. I remember you yeah, my hands, showing me that back Yeah, then. my hands shake and, and my knuckles aren't right from breaking knuckles and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm not the picture of health. And there's a, <laughs> a solid chance my brother will outlive me. Mm-hmm. And I keep telling him, like, you know, I don't, like, you know, people die from heart attacks all the time. Yeah. You know, and you never, and I, you know, I go to the doctor, I get physicals, I know I'm fine now, but I also know at my size, you know, damage I've done to my body, just from taking bumps. Right. It's like every time you get in the ring and you take a bump, it's like a car wreck. Right. 
So and have you done that for uh, 30 years now? Right. Uh, well, uh, 20. No. It'll be 22, mm-hmm. February 13th. Yeah. So I won't be here forever. Right. And the odds are I won't be an old man when I get up. Right. Now, you know, I'm not saying I'm going to die tomorrow. I'm not saying I feel ill. I mean, I... But you don't know. I get I get so angry sometimes at, at my Mark job. Mm-hmm. You know, like, just dealing with... Uh, I do sales. And... You know, I'll, it, most of my anger not comes with, it never comes with the customer. It's always with, you know, the distribution side of my business where I'm trying to get someone to do what they're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know... <laughs> like, like sometimes I think, like I'm gonna literally blow a gasket. <laughs> I get so angry sometimes that I get a headache, and you know, I went and I, and I thought I had high blood pressure, and they told me no, you're fine. But I have somehow they, I, they figured I had Barrett syndrome, which is a stupid acid reflux thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that could kill you. You know, you could die in your sleep and not know. And I, and I tell my brother all the time, like, man, start answering the phone. Yeah, um, just let me know what's going on in your life. Or tell me that you know, fuck off. One or the other. Um, kind of wanted to sort of pick your brain on it, and I mean, I, I'll, it'll kind of all smash into one when I think about it. Like, I think uh, I was talking. I was talking about Chris Cassius today, uh, and I think around the time of his passing, you kind of had an attitude about like, like, oh, whatever. I'm gonna die soon anyway. Like, and I think I. I felt I fed off of that a little bit, and it, and it scared me at the time. I think that was more coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was because it, it, it like reminded us of our impermanence, sort of thing. But how long? How long? Two thousand five. God, yeah. Jesus Christ. Maybe even. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, what was oh five? Yeah. Yeah, that that was it's a tough one. Twelve, to twelve years now. It, which is just crazy because, you know, he'd be like 32 or something now. Yeah. No, I'm 34. He was a year older than me. Oh, okay. So he'd be 35. Yeah. You know? And that was another one. God. I I worked all night that night. Mm-hmm. The night before I was working for... <laughs> actually, uh, a friend of Zandix. We used to drive trucks for this guy, Leon. Mm-hmm. And as uh, Rich drove for Leon. Oh, okay. Yeah. I knew it sounded familiar. Yeah. yeah, and it was like, you know, it was a boner job. Like, you just drove trucks and made deliveries. But, you know, if you had to go to Japan or if you needed to take off, like, a whole weekend for a show or take off a day, you know, it was Leon. You'd tell John and John would tell Leon and you'd just go and do your own thing. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah, yeah. There was no permanency there, you know. And it was decent money. Like, right. I, I was, like, almost 800 bucks a week or something. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, it wasn't bad. But I, I had worked all night for Leon. I went in at 2 in the morning and... Worked through the night and got home and, and fell asleep. And I was sleeping on the couch. My phone kept ringing and ringing and ringing. And I'm like, God damn, shut up. I'm trying to sleep. So finally, I got up at like 3 in the afternoon. And there were a million calls from GQ mm-hmm. at George. Right. I was like, and it was no matter. He was, you know, just call me back. And call me back. I call him. And he tells me, at Chris, I thought he was kidding. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what now? He's like, yeah, Chris is dead, man. And I'm like, shut up, you know, you're mm-hmm. ridiculous. Like, and he's like, no, I'm dead serious. So then I called John, couldn't get a hold of him. I called John Jr., couldn't get a hold of him. Calling everybody at Baker, everybody I knew that knew Chris, 
and no one's answering. And then finally it just set in, you know, like, I think I, <laughs> it was on the CCW website mm-hmm. that confirmed it. And I was like, man, and I really just couldn't deal with that. Mm-hmm. Like it just, that whole, that whole time period, or I think that's like when CCW fell apart. Yeah. You know, I mean, we'd lost TV, we'd lost Japan and then we lost Chris. Yeah. I, I, John, I think, stopped coming to the shows yeah, yeah. for a good long time. I think that was around the time I left, too. Yeah. So, I mean, not to say that I was any contribution to, to CZW going downhill, because I was zero. No, but zero it, was, it was just like a whole family environment. And, and, I mean, that stuff, when you go back and traditionally look at wrestling, you know, when you have a tight locker room, that all only seems to last for a couple of years throughout history. Yeah. yeah. You know, just with any company. Mm-hmm. Because guys grow up and move on. Things we think are cool or, you know, two years ago yeah. aren't cool now. Yeah. Or, yeah. Everything, everything's a trend. Everything's... Right. It, it comes and goes. But what... <laughs> the trend now is garbage. <laughs> the, what I wanted to kind of ask you about in that was, like, what was your... What was your, like, religious upbringing? What did you, did you, like, were you Catholic? Did you think, like, you uh, this, like, dead heaven, hell, that's it? No other I, option? I my mom's a Baptist. My father's a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I mean, I was raised Catholic, I guess. I always went to Catholic school when I was a kid. And, you know, we weren't really a church-going family. Like, my, you know, we would do the Easter Mass and Midnight Mass on Christmas Eve, things like that. But, I mean, the rest of the year it was, you know, <laughs> throwing it up to the pagan gods <laughs> being wild, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, what is, like, your relationship with it now? I mean, because, um, I mean, like, you just had a loss. and Well, you know what's funny? I was, uh, I was kind of looking around, like, around my whole family. Like, my, my, my grandfather, actually Jewish um, but he was not religious at all and he married my grandmother who was a uh, Baptist revivalist and so that whole side of the family you know but they used to call them the holy rollers mm-hmm. <laughs> you're rolling in the house I, I, I literally have relatives you know Angelica Tennessee that that do the whole tent revival you know like, mm-hmm. like brother love and all <laughs> the evangelists but um, yeah my brother my brother's trying to be a weird strict Catholic. His kids are in Catholic school. But I think that's, you know, because of the way we were brought up. Mm-hmm. He's doing what he knows. You, you, when you parent, you, you parent how you were taught to parent. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what he's doing. For me, um, I'm one of those guys that, like, I don't throw it in people's faces, but I pray every day. Yeah. Two, three times a day. You're actually in my prayers every day. I always thought you were kind of atheist. Um, no, or like agnostic or something. No, I just don't really put it out there. Uh, and and by the way, let me say thanks. I didn't know that I was in your prayers every day. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Are you and Rich? You guys are, and there's a couple. Yeah, I don't have there anybody weirdly. <laughs> they fall under the end when I say everyone I know. Etc. 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 I throw in this weird blanket statement at the end. I do this. Yeah, yeah, Lord. Everyone I know, love anybody I may have forgot. So that covers me. <laughs> but I, I was talking to my aunt, and uh, you know, I said, Rich and James, etc., etc., etc. Now you guys fall in like somewhere after uh, I'm trying to think. Let's see. 
James and Rich, where do you guys follow in? You follow in after my two friends, Eric. <laughs> it's Eric, Eric, James, Rich. And then I, I move on to a couple other people. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I uh, was talking to my aunt and, you know, I'm like, it's crazy because the one thing that has already changed for me, and I, I even, I have, I still have a problem, like, you know, weeks mm-hmm. later saying it, is I always started the, my prayer with the, you know, extra special prayer for grandma and grandpa Creek more. And now it's, it, it, when my grandma died, it was, you know. Grandpa Creekmore and Grandma Creekmore in heaven, and now it's Grandma and Grandpa Creekmore in heaven. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because I don't always say it. Right. But it just reminds you know, it kind of reminds me every day, like, wow, they're gone. I, I'm not a grandson anymore. Yeah. You know, I, I'm just, I'm not. I don't have grandparents. I mean, you are. Still. Well, I mean, but as there's no one. There's no living. Right. I can't go and say, see my grandma and grandpa, and no one's going to call me, you know, this is my grandson. No one's ever going to say that again, right? As long as I live. Right. You know, they're not going to say that again. You've been very fortunate to be this age and have... Oh, yeah. I mean, I got down to one, and I knew I was like, man, I'm lucky. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, I lost lost all my grandparents at, like, 24. Like, it's been a while. Were you close with them? Uh, Super close. I, I, I visit my grandmother every day. Yeah, see that's uh, that that was you met my grandmother. She yes. was the one who brought she signed the permission slip for me to come to this school. <laughs> you, where you trained me. I made uh, you bring a report card. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you met my grandmother like early on. So I was I was fifteen, sixteen when I first started at the CZW school yeah. with, with you and, and Rich. It was like just us, just the two just the two of you and me. Like at the school every every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And I was the only one that could take bumps because you guys couldn't lift each other. So I was a bump dummy for a while. You until, really were. You were <laughs> until like 100 I, pounds. We just throw you around. <laughs> some sort I saw of, this really cool move. Let's do it to James. Okay. <laughs> what if we kill him? He's young. He's got his whole life ahead. You guys, I just told this story the other day. Uh, I was laying on my stomach. You're like, oh, James, just lay on your stomach real quick. And... One of you took one of my arms and one took one of my legs and you did a swing to me oh. and you made me do a backflip and I landed on the top of my toes. I like, like, I, I, I didn't know, I didn't think to do a regular face bump. So my toes went straight down on the mat and I like broke my two big toes. I went into school the next day. Like yeah. limping. It's funny that you bring up that spot because... I still like that spot where it looks like you're going to throw the guy out of the ring into the crowd right. and then you wing him back around. I, I have another one where you swing him around and it ends up in a double backbreaker gimmick. I I took that uh, move the other way around. From Yeah, you were laying on your back, I think. Oh, no. Oh, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about us. No, no. I'm talking about another match. Um, the best around. You remember those guys? Yes. They had yes, that I as like, one of their moves. I'd taken that from them before. But, uh... It's much more impressive from taller guys, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, the little guys ain't gonna watch you over the rope like, I, like two tall guys would. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, um... So... So, do you... Or do you consider yourself sort of religious, then? I mean, do you just do prayer? Like, is it more like a... Is it like a prayer to 
God? Do you look at God? Yeah, it's like, I mean, I, I guess I pretty, you know, I pretty God. Is it like the God? God is like the creator. Is he like a bearded guy on a on a lifeguard I tower? I never really thought about. it. I just kind of think of it as like a higher power type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like it's more more for comfort than anything else. Mysterious creator. Yeah, you know, I don't like. I you won't find me in a church, you know, and I'm not going to be at any rallies or anything. I I just say, you know, it's funny to me because like. I don't think, I don't think I've ever seen my girlfriend pray, mm-hmm. or, you know, or her parents or anything, or even people in my family. Like, like I almost, like, I will, I get up in the morning, and I say my little prayer in the morning, yeah, I pray for my cats and all that nonsense, <laughs> make sure everybody's covered for the day, and then... There's no All Cats Go to Heaven movie. Well, cats are better. <laughs> just they kind of go to the next thing but uh yeah and then I I do one in the morning and then like one usually when I get home from work and that's it the one from work kind of covers the rest of the night yeah and yes yeah, so, I mean I pray twice a day I, I don't know why I, I just do it's like brushing your teeth yeah I literally, yeah, I literally sometimes pray while I brush my <laughs> because you know what some days it's like oh shit I forgot as I'm brushing my teeth when I get, because, you know, I'm, I'm weird about brushing my teeth. I brush my teeth like three times a day. Mm-hmm. Probably because I, I got them all knocked out. <laughs> and I want to keep the, the ones I have left good. Right. <laughs> it costs like eight grand to fix the top ones, so. They look good. Yeah. Such a, such a contrast. Like, it changed, was that a real game changer for you? Like, when you got, Oh, yeah. I was... Well, and see, and that's another thing where, like, you know, worry about my health. I had, my teeth, I had a couple get broke during matches, mm-hmm. you know, or you'd bite down and, and, you know, you'd have one that wasn't strong to begin with and mm-hmm. you'd break it. And I was just letting them go and just mm-hmm. letting them go. So I was getting all these abscesses mm-hmm. and, you know, abscesses are infections mm-hmm. and that goes right through your heart. Oh. And, you know, because it's in your bloodstream. And there was a point where, uh, this is probably, when did I get that work done? 2006, oh, 2007? I can't even remember. Yeah, it, it's been, it's been a good amount of time. Yeah, it's, it's been a while now. But if you recall, whatever, whatever year it was, if you even go back and look at me wrestling then, mm-hmm. you'll notice a lot of times I'm really bloated and red. Mm-hmm. And, like, when people hit me, like, my skin, like, turns white and leaves, like, you know, almost like I'm full of liquid. Mm. Well, um, from all the abscesses and infections going through my mouth and run through my body, my, my blood had gotten, like, toxic. Yeah. And I was sick all the time. And, I mean, I was in a really bad way. And I, I one night I went to the emergency room. And because I would get, like, like, I don't know if you, like, an abscess is, like, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's... It's like, if you have a bad tooth, and it gets an abscess, I guess, around the root, mm-hmm, you know, the root it, yeah. fans out, but then it, like, makes this, like, sack around it mm-hmm. of, like, poison, yuck. essentially. Like a, a, a yuck sack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would push on those, because they hurt. So, would that and be a, rel- a pain it, reliever? It, yeah, it, because they would pop, and then the, because yeah, it would fill with fluid, my face would be swollen. Mm-hmm. So, i push on them hard until I felt them pop inside, you know, inside my gum line. And then I would, then I would feel 
horrible all of a sudden. You just toxified yourself. Right, and yeah. like sweat and start breaking out, like cold sweats and stuff, but the, the pressure would be off my face. Mm-hmm. And I kept doing that, and I kept doing that. One night I had to go to the emergency room because I was I just felt so terrible. And they they x-rayed my, my head and all, and they're like, hey, you're just, you're, you know, you have all these abscesses. You have to get these taken care of. They're going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let's do that. And they're like, no, you have to go to, like, an oral surgeon. Like, this isn't something you do at a hospital. Right. And I was like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. okay. Uh-huh. So then they put me on a bunch of antibiotics, which was good. And then that's when I started the process of getting everything fixed. And then it was, it was a welcome change. I thought, like, yeah, it, it, I, it, was, it felt like you were a whole other guy after, but then I like, felt so much better. Then you like dyed your hair all blonde. And I was like, what are you doing with your well, hair? I had had blonde hair in my early career. That was just because the hair was starting to go gray. You bleach it out <laughs> white. You don't notice it as much. But, it gets undeniable after a certain point. Yeah. You just kind of roll with it. You look distinguished now. Yeah. I, it's, I was so much white and gray in my beard. Not so much in my hair. I always had it in the temples, if you see. Like, yeah. I don't dye my hair now. Yeah. You can see it in the temples. I'm like Reed Richards from the Fantastic Four, <laughs> except I don't stretch. But, yeah, I just, uh, I felt, and I can only imagine how miserable I was mm-hmm. in those couple years when I was really sick. Because I didn't, you know, I had headaches all the time. And you felt run down. You, you couldn't get anything going. Well, you how, know, how soon after that did you meet Katie? Oh, a couple of years. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely a couple of years. So, but I mean, like, you, you, let's say you had met Katie while that was going on. Things would have been. Oh, yeah, we would have stayed together. Totally different. No, because I was a miserable person to be around because I didn't feel well. Right. And I just took it out on everyone. Like, I just I was never happy with anything. I, I, I couldn't lose weight because I was bloated up but I didn't know why I was bloated up and, and I didn't feel well I didn't sleep well my neck hurt um, you know I mean if you look at my work and that three year period where I got really sick it's just garbage you know yeah, I just didn't care because I just, everything just hurts so damn bad but you take a bump and, and then it's ugh you know I feel terrible and I start drinking mm-hmm. you know you drink after every match just you know to be numb for by the time you got home, you know, I wasn't an alcoholic or anything because I still worked and all that, mm-hmm. but I would, you know, after a show, I'd get super drunk so I could go home and go to bed. Do you drink at all now? No, I haven't had a drink since 2015 and not for any reason, like, just hasn't had the opportunity. Do I don't remember you used to invite us to the tower every weekend or something. Yeah, like I was, the cool. last time I drank was at the tower Halloween of, oh, maybe in 2014. Yeah, I... No, it was 2015. It was Halloween. Of, no, it was Halloween in 2014. It was the last time I had a drink because it was the last time I was at the tower. Yeah. But also... Is that you know, still a place? Yeah. Yeah, they still... They actually... The owners I knew sold it to somebody else. They, I think they still work there. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's still a place. They're trying to change it. Trying to change it to a sports bar. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really care. I would just go there to get drunk and it was cheap. Yeah. And we always had a good, you know, it was a good time because we knew everybody. It was like, you know, it was the yeah, local we, bar. We could walk there. We, we spent a New Year's there. Uh, one of the New Year's. Yeah, I spent a lot of New Year's there. <laughs> <laughs> but I liked, I liked I could go watch the games. Yeah, like, I could, it was the bar I could walk in. Mm-hmm. And the owner's name was Debbie. It's well, just right across the street from our house where you were living yeah. at the time, right? Yeah, exactly. I could walk there. Right, right. So I'd get really drunk. I'd have to worry about driving. I'd tell them, you know, I, I drink all night for very cheap. Mm-hmm. Just leave them a big tip. 
they put up whatever on the TV that I wanted. They loved that we were wrestlers. We would, after a wrestling show, we'd fill that bar with like a hundred people. Yeah. Right? It, would, it would make their weekend. Right. You know? And then also for the boys, like, you know, a lot of them would stay at my house anyway. And we'd come back from a show from like a cage of death or a tournament of death or something. And we'd all go to the tower and you wouldn't have to worry about any of the marks being around bothering you. Right. You know, you could just, and it was just everybody hanging out. It was fun. But yeah, I, I haven't, we've been there since Halloween 2014. <laughs> so how, how much, uh, I know you were saying, I don't know, um, how much, com- how comfortable you're talking about it. Um, how much longer do you think you got left as far as in ring stuff? Oh, in ring? I mean, it depends on, you know, how I do it. Like, I could probably go well into my 60s if I wanted to, mm-hmm. you know, it, it depends what kind of shape you keep yourself into. Like I'm. Back on working, and I stopped working out in the middle of last year because I just was like, "Bah, cares?" Mm-hmm. You know, why, why, why am I going to go down the basement and lift those weights when I could just watch TV? Because I'm not doing that well, many shows. That could be the that could be the answer to anything. If right? You're doing anything. Exactly. Well, when I get in the car and drive to a place <laughs> where I got to do a thing, well, I yeah. could just sit here and watch TV and do nothing. Well, I mean, because I was essentially keeping in shape, you know, to wrestle. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was like, I'm not taking a lot of bookings. Like, I just don't care. Well, I mean, how long how long have you been with Kid now? Uh, uh, it'll be eight years, I think. Do you, do you guys talk about like marriage and kids and that stuff? Uh, you know, kids we don't want. Okay. Um, marriage we're putting a pin in. That's. I know she would like to. I mean, we live together. You know, so and did you buy the house? Or you guys bought the house together. I actually bought the house um, three or four years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were together. She wasn't living with me. Right, she right. didn't move in until after I bought the house. Mm-hmm. But I bought the house definitely with her in mind. Right. You know, I wanted to get a nice big house for us to be in. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I it's we never really talk about marriage. I mean, for all intents and purposes, we're married. But the more and more I think about it, I think she would like to get married. Well, isn't it like common law after seven years? Well, we're not living together. Oh, well, we right, have to right. live together. We've yeah. only lived together for two years, okay. and it's five more years just hanging yeah, there. Right. <laughs> no, I, I like. I have something in my mind, mm. you know, and we'll you know we'll see how it goes. Yeah. But yeah, I I. The, the older I get, the more I think about it. I think she'd like to get... I think her mom would like her to have a wedding mm-hmm. and things like that. And, you know, I mean, I don't see why I wouldn't marry her. Right, right. You know, it's just a matter of, I, I got to get some financial stuff. You know, I have some debt I got to pay down. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to tack it on a bunch of debt onto someone else's leaves. When you get married, you know, yeah, that, then you, your then debt you, is their debt. Take it all along. Yeah. yeah, and I'm pretty close to being... You know, other than a mortgage and a car payment, pretty close to being debt free. Mm-hmm. I, you know, um, working towards that. And once I get to that, then I can do other things that I want to do in life. Um, man, I feel like there's so much more I want to talk to you about and ask you. And I just, uh, I, I, it feels like kind of, kind of what I expected is a little bit different than what I'm, you know, that I'm, that I'm thinking about. Like when I was like. I always kind of had an idea. Like, I just thought you were, uh, like, agnostic, 
sort of like I didn't. <laughs> I was a godless demon. <laughs> oh, yeah, I really, I didn't <laughs> eat, bleed, breathe, and slept wrestling. <laughs> but like when I when I talk about like my, I guess what I, I don't even say the word religion. I don't really think that that's a thing that I know I recognize in myself. But like I, if I had to give it a thing, I I would say it was sort of Buddhist if I had to go on one thing. But then at the same time, I. I, I think I think a lot about uh, influences. I think influence itself is a form of religion. Being a role model and um, you know passing on sort of how to show people what good people are. And I think that's a good. Way, and I think that I got a good amount of that sort of from hanging around you. Even though yeah, I, uh, even I though you beat like, the crap out of me. All the time. <laughs> yeah, but I always. I always looked at you and Rich as, like, guys to protect. Like, eh, it sounds stupid, but, like, I don't know. I liked you guys better than other guys. Like, there, eh, a million people came to that school, mm-hmm. you know, and some were dicks and some were not. But, like, there's, there were certain guys, like you, Rich, Ryan Slater, um, Ty Hagen, Adam Cole, uh... Yeah, Niles to a point. Um, he kind of got away from me. But, like, I always try to watch out for the Like, mm-hmm. I would see guys that guys would take advantage of. Mm-hmm. And guys that I thought were talented, I, I tried to protect. And, like, you know, that's why I would always invite you guys to things. Yeah. You know what you I was trying to keep school. you in the loop. I was, you know, because I was still in school. I was still in, I was, I was in ninth grade when I started at training with you. You know what I mean? And, like, um, stuff was hard, like, having a job and then, like, my mom being uh, on disability and, like, me having a job and trying to help with stuff around the house and then, like, paying tuition. And you'd be like, don't worry, I got it. And, like, you'd be like, don't worry. Like, you didn't, you were like, oh, yeah, well, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Get me when you get me. Or whatever. Like, when it came to paying tuition, you would always be like... Oh, oh, we're ca- I'm calculating it. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, I, I did because, like, you know, um, what a, a lot of guys don't ne- never did. I mean, for a lot of wrestling schools, you know, they go and oh, you're gonna pay your pay your dues, blah blah blah, and you know, we need the money. Like, if you guys came to a show, you know, for CCW and you set up chairs and you stayed till the end of the night and cleaned, I took fifty bucks off your guys' tuition. Mm-hmm. You have to get something for doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's the stupidest thing in wrestling nowadays is people don't know what fucking paying your dues is. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I was on ring crew. That was paying paying my dues. You have to set up the ring. It's paying your dues. No, that's not paying your dues, asshole. That's working for somebody for free. Mm-hmm. Paying your dues is, you know, doing a job. Helping out if you're asked. Not required. Right. You know? Um, but you should get something for it. Like, like... All right, all these guys that run schools and then they run shows and their students work for free. Mm-hmm. Okay, don't pay them, but take money off their tuition. Right, they got to get something. That that's you're paying the dues with your body. You're paying the dues by being a jobber. You're paying the dues you're, by putting somebody filling over. your bump card. Right, like like it's just so people are just so stupid. Like they they think they they know. Hey, all these guys that preach, you know, we we do this like because it's the tradition. No, it's not. You do it because you're cheap, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. Like, no, well, that's, that's, this is kind of like another thing I talk about in the wrestling business is like, 
people who uh, think they have power or whatever powerful people, uh, they, and it's not just in the wrestling business, but this is where, you know, relatively, this is where the example will lend itself. Um, they use the word opportunity because it, it makes, it gives weaker people the idea that they can be on the level of the people with the power. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. I remember, you know, a big opportunity place was in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Ah, hey man, you're coming out here for an opportunity. I'll put you on my TV. I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> right. Well, I'm not taking a lot of bookings in Tennessee, so you know, and your TV show is local down there, so you can kind of cram that all up your ass. <laughs> you know, if I was working for you know, like Walmart Jarrett, mm-hmm. sure I'll be there. Right, right. But you know, work for Music City. If you can just spin that right around and go, whoop, cram out, because I don't give a shit. It, it, it's. I want. I, I kind of like want you to sort of break down for me um, what you believe is a healthy ego. What do you mean by healthy ego? Like this wrestling business, and not just wrestling, just entertainers in general. There's people who have to like walk around, and some of them have like crazy egos. And uh, like, what have, what examples have you seen? And um, I mean, there's so much of it out there now. I, just the whole, the whole concept of guaranteed money mm-hmm. is crazy ego. But any of these shindy guys that are out there, these you know, any indie darling guy, like <laughs> so many people will be like, "Oh man, did you see so and so's match? It was awesome." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, I'll watch it." And I watch it. And it's crap. There's no selling. There's a million super kicks. There's tons of dives. You know. Oh, and those guys are making lots of money. Oh, okay. How much are they making? I heard they get like fifteen hundred in appearance. So for fifteen hundred dollars, they're going to give you the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. It's boring. You know what? You want to put people in check? Get a real promoter out there. Mm-hmm. Let a promoter uh, take thirty three percent of the the gross to pay the talent mm-hmm. and pay them based on position on the card. Matches will change. Guys will learn to work real quick. You know, mm-hmm. as far as ego goes. You know that that just inflates those guys. They know they're going to get. They know they're worth. I ask for fifteen hundred, and I get fifteen hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, but they're not earning it. Yeah. So if it, you should always think you're good, mm-hmm. but in a business that's pretend for all intents and purposes. <laughs> and when I say pretend, I don't mean oh we're 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 not you know getting hurt and all that. I'm saying you're only going to be over if the guy in the ring. Get, helps get you over. Right. I was just, somebody was like, um, somebody was just asking me about punches in wrestling. Okay. And about like how worked they are. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, like I just do forearms or whatever. Like, I, I hate that you just do forearms, but okay. But yeah, like <laughs> I, I do, I'll do punches here and there. But I know, but we've all seen your punch. <laughs> the punch sucks. <laughs> it's but, not as good as it could be. Uh, but, um, Somebody was asking me about it, and I was just talking about how, like, how often, like, if you'll walk out of a, um, any wrestling show, most, let's say, like, Monday Night Raw, if you go to the show and the kids are parking, like, coming out into the parking lot, they're piling out, and you'll see them, like, pretend to fake punch each other, and they do the big foot stomp. Oh, I hate the big foot stomp. Like, that's what they think wrestling is. Yeah. So that's why I do the forum. But so, that's because that's what people tell them it is. No, that's what they, th- that's what they're watching on. <laughs> but I mean, that's what I mean by the, you right. know, that's yeah. what, that's the story that's being told. Yeah. But so, uh, the the point of me then saying that I was being asked about that was then someone was like, wait a minute, 
I thought it was all fake. And I was like, just because, like, I was, not that I got offended, because I, I don't get No, offended. but it's so but hard to describe. I was like, it, it, everything famous. is a risk, and everything hurts. The only thing is that our, our competition isn't that we want to win the match. I see you want to have a good match. Yeah, it's that, you know, we want to be, we want to be good at having, you know, a good performance. You know, it's like a play. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there's a good guy and a bad guy, and you know, it's just like a like any movie or any except it's, it's live performance. Um, and it was it was hard to understand <laughs> for these people, but I mean, it's not for everybody. It's definitely not. No, for and, and I mean, even now, it's so much harder because when I go back and think of like the storylines, you know, I hate even saying storyline. Just like what I liked as a kid was guys that had issues with each other. You know, I wanted Bill Dundee and Jerry Lawler to kill each other. Because, you know, Bill Dundee would run his mouth and, and Jerry Lawler would run his mouth. And, and you liked them both as a team, but man, then they didn't get along. And then they're just, they looked like they are beating the ever-loving shit out of each other. Right. And their punches were good. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I probably overused punches, you know. Maybe the first 10 years of my career, who knows? Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah. Like, when I watched our old CZW stuff when we teamed, I punched like shit. And I oh, yeah. Too many of them. Yes, a million punches in a row. It was just filler. It was filler to the next thing. It, now, I maybe throw two punches a match. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I make them count. And I, and I always say, I hate when somebody doesn't sell my... If you don't sell my punches, by the way, you will get the hardest forearm of your life in, in the top of your back <laughs> until you I, sell I like something. Throwing, I like throwing the back forearms more than doing the regular... regular yeah, I, the forearm to the jaw, like, you know, the big forearm exchanges, that's one of the worst things in wrestling. Mm-hmm. It just looks so phony. And why would these guys forearm each other so much and they just run out of gas? Um... My girlfriend says, okay, I'm going to take turns hitting you, and now you're going to take turns hitting me. Yeah. Like, that's the way she makes fun of it. She says, it feels like they go, okay, it's your turn now. Okay, now it's my turn. <laughs> you know what I do at seminars now to show people not to waste their time mm-hmm. with you know throwing too many punches and their forearms to the face and such? What's that? I'll ask them like, what they, you know, to, to show me their punch. Mm-hmm. And then I'll ask them to like, sell a punch from another person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then they do this shitty sell. Like, they'll snap their head, and they're right back into it. Or they'll be running a match, mm-hmm. and they'll, the punch means nothing. And I'm like, why didn't you sell that punch? Oh, no, I sold it. Didn't you see For me? I second, staggered or whatever. A second. Yeah, I just smack him right on the end of the nose. <laughs> I bop him right on the end. Yeah. <laughs> like a dog. Right, but you know what happens? <laughs> they stay, act it, like it hurts. For it longer stuns than it. them, and their eyes tear up. I mean... I don't, like, you know, I'm not going to knock them out, but I give them a good, good solid Their sinus release real quick. <laughs> right. Like, and then they sit there and they're like, yeah, what the hell? And I'm like, because that's, imagine if you've never been punched in the face, mm-hmm. now imagine I did that with my fist. Mm-hmm. You're not going to slough it off that quick. Right, right. Sell it. I said, I want you to sell the next punch twice as long as that tap I just gave you. Right. And I think that helps people. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's just, you know, it's just so much given away now. And it doesn't have to be. If I ever ran again, I would definitely slow everything down so that the guys on top could do, you know, when they did more, it meant more. When did you run? Uh, I ran a couple times. The last thing I did, I did Coastal with Phil Barlace. Uh, 
six years ago, maybe? Seven years? Six oh, years. you knew me seven years ago. What'd you say? I said you knew me seven years ago. I had you guys figured in for the second. Well, I had you figured in for the second half of the year. No offense to Rich. I don't think he was working at the time. Uh, yeah, he, I think he got out. It got, he got out in like 2013. Yeah, it was probably. Uh, was it after that? Yeah. He, Maybe this was three or four years ago. He got out the same day I was getting back in. We we crossed paths getting in and out at the same time. Right. Because when I you know I my I had to take my 13 months off. The the show that I came back was the exact show that he was finishing. Did I ever tell you me and Eddie's theory about what happened to you at the time when <laughs> no, that happened? No. We thought you were just dancing in the shower or something. Because <laughs> there it was the day of the show. You like passed out in the shower. Right. And you couldn't make the show. Right. And like I didn't believe Eddie at first. I'm like, yeah, stop fooling around. You know, because you know Eddie's great sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah, Jason, <laughs> come into the show. And then you walk in the door. Right. <laughs> he, he ribs anybody, and you can never believe him. Not now. But it's not even like a good rib. It's just like a shitty rib. You know what? <laughs> he just ribbed me. He took his Hulu away from me. Yeah, like, like it was probably he didn't pay his bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ribbed you by not making the payment. <laughs> Or he changed his password because right, he's right. got a boyfriend or something that doesn't my, like my, it. Hulu, my Hulu stopped working. <laughs> he signed into his Hulu at my house like seven months ago. And now, <laughs> and now I just go on there and it's not working. Right after somebody goes, oh, you got to check out this show on Hulu. It's the best. Of course. Of course. And, and now i got to find a different uh, Hulu account. But yeah, we, we were like in a parking lot in Reading or something. We were at the Reading Phillies Arena, the, the ballpark. No, no, not when I found out you would like. That was where the show was supposed to be that night, wasn't it? Yeah, I thought it was Riverside. No, it was um, it was uh, it was a Thursday. It was a Thursday, uh, August fourth. Was the whole show canceled? No. Man, my memory is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I remember being in the parking lot. It was a big parking lot, and, and Eddie was like, "James isn't coming. He had a stroke." I, and I'm like, "That's I'm so like, shut true. up." You're so full of shit. Like, I'm not even falling for it right now. So then I was, like, looking around the parking lot for you, and Rich was like, no, no, I'm serious. James is like, he, like, he fell in the shower. Well, Rich was at the hospital with me. He didn't go to Reading. There was, who was it with us? There was, there was, there was a, no. I don't remember Dolphin Teeth. There, there was, there was a third person there. Oh, maybe it was Chase. Okay. Well, like, yeah. But, like, they were trying to convince me. And I'm like, no. And then, like, you know, then it was all of a sudden dead serious. And I was like, oh, my God. So, at first, we had thought, like, you were running spots. Mm-hmm. You know, and going over your match in the shower. And you <laughs> slipped and fell and hit your head on, like, the thing. Uh-huh. But now then it turned out, you know, you had a hole in your head and all. But <laughs> you're over that now. Yeah. I've, I've evolved very far past that. Uh, but, yeah, that was, uh, uh, or that was August 4th, 2011. And then... See, and then 13, the whole head has better and, memory than me. And then 13 <laughs> months later, so the, I guess this was 12th, uh, the September in 2012 yeah. was maybe Rich's last match. The same, that was the same building. Oh, uh, that's made, when he became Rich Matters. No, no, he was already Rick Matters at that point. That I blocked that out of my mind. <laughs> he had already, that was, that was his last match. Was that to, uh, September in Yeah, but he was Rick Matters in his last match. Right, yeah. 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 No, he was he was still calling himself Rick Feinberg, but Rick was Matters Feinberg. Like it's some, something I don't I don't really 
understand what he was going for. No but I, I think <laughs> what, I love her, but <laughs> god damn. Um, the the thing was, uh, you know, Matt Bomboy wanted. Oh yeah, Matt Bomboy wanted the Matt Matters. He wanted that to be his gimmick when he started, and he told us about the gimmick. What happened to him? Um, well, he uh, he uh, he got out like just a month or two after Rich, Rich quit or retired, and uh, he got he was married in uh, 2010. He was married in 2010, and then uh, him and his wife wanted to have a, a daughter or have a kid, and they had a daughter. Uh, so uh, he decided to get out of wrestling. Um, then, you know, she's she was like three or something, and he's like now talking about getting back into wrestling. Sure, why not? And uh, then then he got like all these brain scans and stuff, and they were like, "Yeah, it's not going to get him go back in wrestling." Really? What did he ever? Was concussions or? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So oh, that's what happens when you're not properly trained, kids. Be careful. <laughs> it's a shame. I like Matt, and he had a good look, but damn, there was a piece missing there somewhere. Him and who was the other guy? Dimma. Yes, the other bald guy. They just... Ah, they had a look. They had a look that, like, if you could get a hold of them and slow them down and say, hey, stop doing this stupidity and stop doing that stupidity, and you're too small to do that, but do this, and they could have they could have done something. But they just they they were they were very much into that gimmick they had, and you couldn't tell them otherwise. Mm. Well, I mean, I, that sometimes with a lot of things, it, it, anything, when you're so in the middle of it, and you're oh yeah fun, yeah you're you're in that bubble. And I mean, I go through that with guys now. Mm-hmm. Like guys will call and ask me for booking advice, and they'll give me their whole th- they'll spiel off their whole thing. Okay, here's X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, wow, that is the shits. <laughs> and they'll look at me like, like, no, no, you don't understand. I'm like, don't ask my opinion and then tell me why you think my opinion's wrong. Like, I'm telling you this for a reason. You know, like, a lot of guys will write, will write shit out that finishes and doesn't leave anywhere to go. Mm-hmm. Well, there's 12 months in a year, motherfucker. Like, what are you going to do for the other nine months? You don't just restart. Everything's got to go somewhere. The guys just don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of people are in that wrestling bubble. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's such a, like, a... You know, it's, it's like... I think that not just the wrestling business, but so many things just need a reset button. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, something has to come around and shake things up. And, you know what I mean? Um, Sometimes you need the outside perspective. Right. Like, as an example, uh, <laughs> a couple months ago at my Mark job, we had, they had this contest, this big idea contest for, you know, helping the company, give the company a big idea and, and we'll execute it. Free, free. Free contest, free free ideas. Well, there was a, a some vacation or something on the mm-hmm. line, and I was gonna do it. And uh, a lot of times, I become uninvolved. Like I just stay to myself. In sales, I can insulate myself and just do my own thing. And as long as I'm hitting the goals they want me to hit, I can sell what I want where I want, and you know, get it done. Well, I was in distribution for this company for a number of years. 
just as, as a delivery driver slash sales rep before I moved over fully to sales. And in my head, I could always see where distribution could be fixed because before that I had, I had been a general manager at a company and we had distribution and, you know, I, I ran their, their distribution part and their business part. So I came up with this whole business plan to basically blow apart everything they have on their distribution side and redo it. And that was my idea. I think, you know, the sons of bitches picked me for a finalist. (laughs) You know, some group, a group of underlings, uh, you know, read my idea and loved it. But then put me in front of the president, the vice president, the general manager, the marketing manager, the distribution manager. And I had to make this presentation. So I went in there with presentation and, and charts and I did surveys and I benchmarked uh, uh, other companies to, to get all this data. And I basically went in there, told these guys that run the company and came up with this business plan, how bad it was yeah. and how I could fix it and talked to them for 45 minutes to an hour. I had slides. I, yeah, I, I really did it up. I was like, Oh, I'm very impressed with myself. And when I was done, like the one guy that was in charge of distribution looked like he wanted to kill me because in my plan, I eliminated his job. <laughs> <laughs> but a bottom line, I saved them. Oh, I, I think, and I, I put them 13% under the budget they currently spend. So, I mean, we're talking, you know, millions dollar company. Right. So <laughs> they all looked at me and the president of the company goes, Wow. And I was like, any questions? And he, he goes, you signed the no compete clause, right? <laughs> I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, uh, great presentation. Probably the, the best we've heard. And um, we're going to have to consider it. And I was like, so there's no questions? <laughs> no, it was pretty thorough. And I was like, okay. And the one guy that was in charge of distribution was just fuming no, of course he was <laughs> you just eliminated his existence right and so i shook everybody's hand i left uh i lost the competition <laughs> to some stupid stupid idea about putting up these little standees in certain stores <laughs> oh yeah we, well, we want to put decorations up at christmas time and uh i mean that's essentially what it was like and yeah, I don't hear from that part of the company anymore. <laughs> we only have ideas, but not ideas that are better than our ideas. Right, right. I, I ran. I went. I went to a hockey game with the with the owner of the company, and uh, you know, he told me what a great job I did, and you know, he he liked to talk to me about an executive position someday, and I was like, yeah. But then, you know, after I left, I was so. So full of myself, mm-hmm. you know. I was driving in my car, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna I this got thing. this. Yeah, I got done <laughs> high-fiving myself. And then, you know, two weeks later, like when they announced that, that they emailed me and told me that I was out of the running, I was like, "Well, oh, he's so suspicious. Some of us had a better idea." And then I talked to my direct supervisor, yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, you you scared them and pissed off the one guy <laughs> who's also related to one of the owners, right. the guy I eliminated." <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, that said, yeah, I was in my bubble <laughs> and that, you know, I had figured out the world's problems in my bubble and took into consideration nobody else's issues. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, even at, at 41 and a half years old, you can learn that all over again. <laughs> Probably nearly screwed myself, made some enemies. But yeah, so don't live in your own bubble. Always take that yeah. outside perspective. But also, don't think you can solve everyone's problems. You know, your ideas aren't always the greatest, no matter how well you flesh them out. Yeah, so, you know, don't be an asshole. Mind your own business. Close to what I was going to next, I was going to say, I was going to say, normally when I end, I say, when I end the podcast, I say like, okay, what would you give as like your Jerry's final thought? What would you say, if this was your podcast, how would you end it? Uh, what would be like the life lesson that you would say, take away from this entire conversation? Yeah, I, I, the biggest thing to take away from it is there's other people in this world and everyone has their own ideas. And respect everyone's ideas. If you don't like something, it doesn't mean it's wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? And as far as family goes, keep in touch because they're not here forever. So, you know, just be nice to each other. Mm-hmm. Don't don't start close like, you know, you see it a lot now of people being divisive about politics and all. Mm-hmm. Just because somebody thinks one way about you know, some of my best friends are like, you know, huge Trump guys or whatever. I'm not. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean they're wrong. I might it doesn't mean they're, they're bad either. Like, right. I might think they're wrong. I might think that they're you know, their opinion is stupid, but don't cut them out of your life over that. Right. Like, I just, uh, I had Eugene in here, you know, my pop, Eugene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we had a conversation where it got weird for a minute, where he said, uh, he's like, oh, you know, we look at, we're Americans, and we got to support our president no matter who he is. And I was like, oh, I don't really agree with that. But, like, I didn't want to, like, make a whole big thing, so I just kind of tried to segue out of it. It got awkward for a moment, but I started thinking about the grand scheme of all of those people. Because this shit has happened before, right. like, and it's going to happen again. There's always been political standpoints that people have that people don't agree with. And there's like, you know, like if I go, oh, goddamn Lincoln, like people probably stop talking to somebody because they were a Lincoln guy. Yeah, you know, uh, I mean? it's so it, true. It's and that that's time you can't get back. That's time you can't get back. You know, when, when I was a kid, you know. Uh, who was the first president when I was a kid? Ford? Yeah. No, Carter. <laughs> Carter or Ford? I don't know. One of those old guys. But, you know, you had Carter, and then you had Reagan run. I, I remember the Ronald Reagan. Uh, I remember watching the election night mm. with my parents. You know, they were, wow, I hope Reagan gets in. And I'm like, well, how come we don't like this other guy? Because he's in it, you know. But I remember my uncle was for the other guy. Mm-hmm. It might have been Dukakis or somebody. That Who knows? Cool. Bush Dukakis was that? No, I hated Michael Dukakis. No, I mean Bush and Dukakis together, like regular, like no, it was Bush Re- Reagan, <laughs> regular Bush, you know, yeah. the original. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, like growing up, like they, you know, there were, well, you know, we grew. Up, I grew up as a Reagan kid, and right. when I got older, uh, the first person I was able to vote for was Bill Clinton, mm-hmm. and I remember my dad got mad at me because I was voting for Clinton. Know, and mm-hmm. I don't remember who he was running against at the time. All this stuff is like, the, the pen guy. And it's so worthless now. Because Bob, now... Bob Dole, goddammit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bob, Bob, Bob Dole. Dole. <laughs> I just Bob turned Dole. it into, the, into the, the Gumby shirt that you used to wear. <laughs> oh, Gumby, damn it, yeah. Uh, Bob Dole, goddammit. 
But, you know, I didn't stop talking to my dad over... Yeah, you should never... Uh, over lose, for Bill Clinton. Lose relationships over dumb things like that. Right. It's like, like uh, my one friend comes over all the time, and, and, you know, he works for an independent company I used to work for. <laughs> and I don't necessarily agree with all their booking decisions. And he'll ask me my opinion, and I'll go, well, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> and he'll go, well, hey, man. And he'll, you know, he'll explain to me five ways from Sunday. I'm like, that's cool, man. You can think it's good. Mm-hmm. And I think it's bad. Right. We'll let the numbers see it, but I'm not going to stop hanging out with you because of it. And, and truth be told, he has stopped hanging out with some of our other friends mm-hmm. because of stupid wrestling, like, yeah. for making fun of his booking. Well... So respect each other. Let me... The long and short. Don't let, be an asshole. <laughs> let me get to where I wanted to kind of say... I want to get to the point where... Uh, to not be an asshole. Um, I need you to know if if there's some reason you decide to never talk to me again, that you know that that I respect you and I love you very dearly. And you've meant a lot to me and you've taught me a lot about who I am. And I, I really... Wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't have you as my teacher. Well, thank you, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, like I always tell you, too, you, you know, you're one of my favorites, and, and I'm not around as much as I used to be. I know I'm a lot harder to get in touch with. I, this is this is my day off this week, and I'm spending the morning with you instead of my girlfriend and my wonderful cats. Mm-hmm. You know, but... So here we are. I'm very blessed. <laughs> well, sorry, Katie. <laughs> it's she, she's far off. She's out shopping. So if I'm good, I'll get some of the gift when she comes out. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll let you get back to but, me. But uh, no, you know, I, I I do still still watch your stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, when I see your stuff pop up on Facebook, wherever where you're wrestling. I'm so glad you came, man. I'm so glad you're here. You know, and what are you doing with wrestling this year? Um, what am I doing with it? And where are you working? I'm, I'm working at this place that runs in the uh, Hamburg Fieldhouse. I like the Hamburg Fieldhouse. And I'm um, running... And I'm oh, is that Rob Noxious's place? Um, no, it's... Uh, it was Mike Marvel. Mike Zimmerman. And uh, he, he, now, he now stepped down. But it's like these guys, these guys who, used to, uh, who used to come to WPW shows and were big WPW fans. What's the company? It's called American X Wrestling, AXW. Um, but like Ed House is there and Cream oh, is there. Oh, see, I like Ed House. Yeah, like this is I, it's because I like people that are there. I get I'm in a program with Keikoa right now, and I think that's really cool. in Hawaiian. He's he's not called that anymore. I'm always going to call him. That. <laughs> always going to call him. That. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's anything else. <laughs> and uh, and then I'm I doing. I've only met him once, but when I met him, he was a fly in Hawaiian. Uh, so I'm I, I'm doing uh, I'm doing Zach's Zach's booking DCW. I still work for them. I was Zach. With Zach Connor. One of, you know, the Ripper. One, oh, the one, Ripper. One of my best friends so far in the oh, wrestling okay. business. Why did I say so far in the wrestling business? Is he still working for himself? Uh, barely. Barely wrestling. Because I know he had gotten in really good shape, and then he had gotten hurt or something. Mm-hmm. He blew out his knee or his neck or he, something. He, he broke his shoulder yeah. in a cage match with me. And, uh, that unsafe career. <laughs> Fuck them. Career killer. That's what the CK is. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. Um, Super kick to the clavicle. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. And uh, I, yeah, I no hope problem. that you come back in here. Uh, we were talking about doing a, a, a old CCW reunion podcast where it would be like all the old, when CCW had the cool locker room and everybody loved everybody. We were talking about doing something like that. 
Oh, those guys are dead. <laughs> <laughs> the one, who the one, the, the living ones. Ah, so. you'd have to find Claude. Yeah, I, I know and, him. I know him. <laughs> oh, God, who else? He was, uh, like, I mean, I guess Robbie de facto. I, I like Robbie, but I, I guess he was part of it. Joker and Bill. Or Bill is Joker. <laughs> Joker and Sabian. No. God, I'd like to get a hold of Nell and do something with his career, huh? Mm. Oh, looking like a million bucks and whew, not doing anything with it. Mm. I'll get it. I know you're you're grunting over the mm. burn in your boots. Get <laughs> 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 that was again. That was his inside of the time. bubble. Yeah, yeah. He was inside the bubble. So and you know what? What he wanted you to burn your boots about was absolute horseshit. That you know. What was he saying? He was like, get your shit in, get your shit in. But he wanted to get his shit in. Right. And he, <laughs> and he, he blew the fucking spot. Yes, he, was he too, did. He was too busy trying to put me down. Exactly. That he, could, he blew the fucking... It, and it, it was a, it was a, it was a uh, nine... You know what? Why am I getting hot about it? I don't I even know. care. But it, 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 was, it was a he, thing so irrelevant to, right. to, like, it's not important in life at all. There was I'll, 50 fucking people right. there. It's so irrelevant <laughs> that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in life at all. And you know what's funny? Because that one moment has stuck in my head for so long with him doing that. And to the point where, like, I would write something and I don't know if I can trust him to do it. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I'll give it to somebody else. Like, he would be perfect for it. But that would stick in my head where he would go into business for himself. Hopefully he's outgrown that. But I mean, I don't see him working in a lot of places, so maybe he's been forced to outgrow that. But I think at that time, that was you know, that was one of those. Hey man, don't be an asshole. Mind your shit. I mean, like because even if a spot was blown, you could fucking just cover it up, right? You know, but he he, he made it far worse than it was, right. and that's that really hurt him. And I don't think he knows how bad that hurt him mm-hmm. from the people that were there in the back watching that. Mm-hmm. That still talk about to this day, mm-hmm. and that's always a stick with them. Yeah. Without being stupid, I don't want to end on that, but I do <laughs> need to end. Why are you the winner in that situation? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, coming coming out of it, coming out of it, I, you know what I mean? I'm over in real life. Yeah, and that's what I love. I love that, dude. I get the opportunity to sit here in front of these mics and. Bear who I really am. I'm not hiding it in any way. This is all genuinely, sincerely who I am. And that's why I wanted to have this genuine, sincere conversation. Yeah, well, look at all you. the cool shit you do. The movies, and you do your comedy thing. You know, you got podcasts. I don't have one of those. Like, even like, like all just the dumb extra stuff you've done in movies. Yeah, such dumb stuff. It's more than, uh, you know, other people have done. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm turning that into my gimmick now. I'm going to make my gimmick that I'm The like, extra Corey Castle. <laughs> <laughs> my gimmick is... I am not necessary. I'm just going to walk around in the back of this match right now. <laughs> I'm going to be like... I'm going to be like, yo, I've been in such movies as... The, and I'm going to be like, uh, start alongside... Of I, I just want to say, you know, the last movie I was in when it was nominated for an Oscar. Uh, Best Picture. Yeah, I was in that also. Oh, see, that's why you got to hang your head on. <laughs> I always tell people that when they... So, so have you ever done any acting? Yeah, I did a few commercials and then, you know, a little film that was nominated for Best Picture. Well, you did the Genuzzi's Chelsea Pizza commercial. I did Genuzzi's. I did a limo commercial. Uh, what was the other one? Some other stupid thing we did. 
That pizza commercial <laughs> was fun, but probably also the worst because me and Eddie got this where's my pizza chance. <laughs> like, really? F you, fans. So we'll end on that. Where's my pizza? Where's my pizza? It's next to Corey Castle, the back of Transformers 12. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's the next real movie you're doing? Um, I'm, for real, for I, serious. Um, for real, for real? Um, yeah. Uh, I did. I just did. Um, I just did um, Steven Spielberg's movie that's coming out, The Post. Ooh, I was, don't don't I was, ruin it. I want to see it. I was. Uh, it was in the background. Wasn't it? Nice. Hardcore. hardcore. And, you know uh, who you have to talk to. Who? Do you know? You remember RV One? Ricardo Suguera or whatever his name is. He was in Force One. Wore a mask as RV One or something. That kid has tried to get into acting so many times. And I told him, I'm like, talk to Corey Castle or Luke Hawks. Because they do stuff all the time. You know, uh, he's also, he's also, uh, well, I actually said this about Blue Media on WrestleVog yesterday, so I'm, I'm full circling conversations that you weren't even in. Oh, cool. When I, we talked about Blue Media, I said the blue in my book is spelled B-L-E-W because he keeps blowing me off. <laughs> <laughs> blue Media blew me off. I feel that way about Luke as well. Um, but I don't... Well, you don't need to talk to Luke. You're already in stuff. Right. Well, no. I just knew, like, he was hurt, and I was like, hey, I hope you're good. He's hurt? I think. I think he's hurt. Oh, I don't know. I, I just don't like being anybody hurt, you know? And I want to no. make sure everybody's good. I didn't know he was hurt. Well, I saw some bruised-ass pictures of him. He was all oh, like... Oh, I... <laughs> Here's an awful confession. I followed no one on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such an ass. I have all these friends on Facebook, and, like... <laughs> I unfollowed everybody but like my family members uh, and maybe like Calzone because we talk like I love that guy I love that guy he's such a good guy yeah there's yeah, another son of a bitch I talk to all the time um, do you want to plug your Twitter or something or no alright you know what I, I can't even plug my hockey thing anymore because I gave up on it okay. I I was I was doing a uh, we had a hockey news page and it was getting really good traction and everything and mm. But you know what? It made hockey a job, and all of a sudden it wasn't fun. Uh, uh, like, I watch, no lie, and I, I watch about 25 to 30 games a week. Because mm-hmm. I'll watch my teams, and then I'll watch other teams, just because I like the sport. Mm-hmm. When I was doing the, the site, I was watching 40 games a week. But I was watching 40 games and taking notes and not enjoying the games. Mm-hmm. So I was just like... This sucks, man. I used to like hockey. Now I'm like, all of a sudden, I was caring about guys' deals and, and you know, salary caps. And well, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, what? That sucks. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I, okay, I put myself in a bubble, get out of the bubble, stop being an asshole. Now I enjoy the games again. Don't don't lose what made it fun. Yeah, on anything, on anything at all. That's why I think if I took a couple years off from doing anything in wrestling, I might watch it again, but I doubt it. Where's my pizza? Where is my pizza? <laughs> it's somewhere hidden behind my chicken and rice that I'm forced to eat every day. So bland. All right, so folks, bland. I'm gonna I'm gonna put some links on the on the episode description. Uh, follow that stuff and uh, follow follow John Dahmer and uh, we'll have we'll, we'll have you back in here. Where I walk off, <laughs> play the set hold music. I, I want to have you back in here one of these times. We'll do we'll do another one. Oh, fun. hey, you know what? I, I would love to do that. But I, I, I'll plug something that's not even mine. So it's it's just stupid, but it's something I like. Everybody go out and look up the finish of the Loser Leave Town match with Waller and Bill Dundee. It's probably on YouTube or something. 
one of the greatest matches, but it's just brutal. If you're a wrestler out there and you want to do shit that looks real, watch that. They looked like they were going to murder each other. And don't be an asshole. And keep evolving. And keep evolving. Don't, th- don't ever think you're done. Not evolve the company because it's boring. <laughs> With no entrance music and such. But evolve to be Corey Castle. Some sort of Sasquatch man. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Take care of yourself. <laughs> Take care. Thank brush you. your hair. Don't be an asshole. <laughs>